It's your Kali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yolo Kali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! You're listening to What's Up on WLPN, LP Chicago, 105.5 FM, Lumpin' Radio, live from our house. Today's show is all about collections. We are here at Yolokali, are all big collectors, as some of us here collect vinyls and figures, even Lego sets and keychains. Uh, today we'll be discussing how we started our journeys as collectors, what we collect, and even sharing some of, our, of the holy grails that we favor above the rest. We also have an interview Joining in as we talk with the Dragon's Den Shop, a pop culture store that sells the coolest collections around. We also have a trivia. Listen as we quiz each other to see which collectors has the biggest knowledge of them all. Stay tuned to listen to this and much, much more. Welcome to What's Up? Gotta collect them all. Allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Jeremiah and I'm joined by... I'm Brian. And Angel. We are your magnificent hosts for this show. To kick things off, let's talk about our personal collectibles. And tell me, Jeremiah, what do you personally collect? What I personally collect is action figures and manga books. I will also dabble in collecting Lego sets, but only if the Lego set really interests me, like cool mech or uh, intricate building. But that's generally what I collect. What about you, Brian? What do you generally collect? I have a big problem of collecting Funko Pops and, you know, it's been draining a lot of my money and I've been <laughs> wanting to stop a little. It's been working so far. Uh, but yeah, and I don't know how I got into collecting basically is that uh, I went to this event called C2E2 and I got my first Funko Pops right there. And I thought they were pretty cool because they were from Dragon Ball Z. And I thought, hmm, maybe I should like try to collect, try to get the whole Dragon Ball Z uh, set for myself. That's just how, how my issue started. <laughs> you just branched from there. Like yeah. one fateful 2E2 visit just branched off into a, bunch, a really handsome collection you got over there behind you. Oh, thank you. For the listeners out there, yeah, there's, they're, they're everywhere. They're all around my room. Okay. Well... What are, what are things that you would have wished you collected, Brian? Perhaps because it's expensive or it's something you regret not buying? Well, I slept on a few uh, Funkos that I really wanted a lot. They're usually like limited uh, edition ones from like Comic-Con events that you can just get in there. And there has been a few that <laughs> I just regret not getting it. Because uh, back then, I was not a big collector, so I wasn't sure like, how easy or hard it was to 
to get all these figures basically and once i i got knowledge from phone calls i realized that yeah, that's there's no way i'm gonna get in them and sometimes like most of these the ones that i want are probably like a hundred plus dollars pop nice. and that's some of them i'd get like for example the nigeria nigeria from uh my hero academia Haro? yeah nice that's such a cool pop and i really wanted it and it was part of uh the 2020 uh comic-con in new york collection and i didn't get it i saw it i saw it when it was announced and i just thought it was going to be easier to get later on but damn what about you well i'm not very lucrative so the rare action figures that i do get I, I tend to treasure a lot so there's a lot of action figures that i generally um want or think are cool but i just don't have the money for it such as there's a giant hulkbuster action figure that's like two times the size of a regular 12 inch one. Oh my and god it's got no it's it's got all the articulation like i generally don't like statues unless they're really detailed statues but i will get one if i think it's really cool but uh generally i go for the action figures due to, due to posability and articulation so the 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 figure i'm talking about the the hulkbuster is from you we all know avengers age of ultron right yes so that Hulkbuster, it had all articulation, the arms moved, the fingers moved, it can move its head. There was all sorts of just great lights, and, a, and it was just amazing. But it was over $1,000. So Oh, my God. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, there's things I've wanted, but just can't get due to money reasons. But I'm happy with what I have currently. That doesn't mean I'm not going to get more. But, yeah. I like it. Right. And what about you, Angel? Tell tell us what do you click? So I'm standing here right now. I know our viewers can't see. I got a bunch of Funko Pops just like you right in front of me. I have Cowboy Bebop uh, Funko Pops, and then no I more, hey, yeah, yeah, hold on. Let's 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 clear that out that you don't have more than I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm, how many do you have in your collection, Brian? Ten. Uh, two, Am two, I hearing ten? Two hundred plus. 200 plus okay uh i look at my funko app right now and i have 99 funko pops so i'm just one away from having 100 oh but wow 200 really? wow he really said i'm looking at my funko pop app yeah there is of one. course that, that's what wow. every funko collector has to have yep on top of the funko pops i collect action figures uh i don't know if you know the company neca they are really popular right now they're really focusing on Ninja Turtle figures, but I have some of their Gremlin and Alien versus Predator figures. That, those are really cool. Uh, I have a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Predator 2 figure, and it's a collecting, and it's a action figure where it's a opening flap and you open it up and lightning strikes. Uh, and the figure is translucent, oh. so that's really cool. That's one of my favorites. But yeah, just uh, Funko Pops, lego sets and uh something else which i would mention later because it is just too good to keep yeah. i want to keep the anticipation but yeah i'm looking at it right now <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making eye contact right now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh how do we all uh showcase our how do we display our collections how do you guys do it so okay may i go first yeah go ahead dude of course. Okay. So, well, there's, 
I try to keep it all in my living in my room, right? Because that's the that's the logical choice, right? But my room isn't big enough to hold all my Lego sets, uh, action figures, and statues. So my mom, being the kind spirit that she is, there we have like this giant cabinet uh, in the in the in the dining room, and it's like goes all the way to the ceiling. And the second and third shelves, the third shelf contains the Lego sets, which is pretty cool. And then the second shelf just has all the action figures lined up in a cool way. And I think overall, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool setup. And then my manga is just in my room. It's just neatly placed in a row. Meticulous. Perfect. Let me just say shout out to your mom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well... Here, personally, I gotta give a shout out to Home Depot for having all these amazing, <laughs> what, 12 foot, 6 foot shelves that I that I have, which are big enough for me to put like three rows thick of uh, Funko Pops. And uh, I mostly try to display in the front the ones that I like the most, because, yeah, obviously I cannot display all of 200 plus Pops in, <laughs> all the, in the front. But I try to keep like the ones that I like the most in front, and then I I have a black light pointing at them so we, I can show off the glow in some of them. Entering your room would kind of be like a museum just looking around. It's like entering yeah. a toy store. <laughs> yeah. Because of how many you there are. You can't touch anything. <laughs> They're exactly. all in mint condition. Exactly. You need to make, a, you need to make appointments to enter. <laughs> Jesus, what about you, uh, Angel? Uh, for me, I usually have bookshelves and then I I don't really have more like, so you have shelves that you have um, mounted on your wall. I mainly have bookshelves uh, and then cubicle shelves to display. I, I don't trust, because of the weight, I don't trust the uh, some of my stuff on shelves more. And then uh, I have a desk and at first it was originally a desk that I work on. And then I just started buying more and more stuff to the point where it's not a desk anymore and I can barely move around and barely <laughs> get around. It's more just, oh, I got to push this over or I got to display that later. But yeah, just more only uh, cubicle shelves and bookshelves I use to display my stuff. Oh, man, I, I know the struggle, man. It's, it's bad. <laughs> Trying to fit all this stuff in your room, you don't even know. And it, it kind of hurts to put some things behind others, but it, it's a must. Oh, of course. Yeah. It, I think that's one of the biggest things about collecting and displaying. You have like a really nice piece and then you get more stuff. You're like, um, I have to kind of push this one back or like hide it in order to show the rest. It's like, ah, I hate that because you want to show off everything. Yeah. You, oh, man, it's, it's bad. Well, but uh, I think we have a surprise for the listeners right there because we have a surprise guest with us right now who's going to talk about their personal collection and... Stephania, you want to join us in? Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How about you? We're good. We're good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, I actually, uh, I have three Funko Pops, so you both beat me there. Oh, really? Yeah. I try to get them when they're on sale. So I've all the ones I've gotten, I've gotten them for like less than $5. <laughs> hey, that's something. <laughs> um, they're somewhere in my room my mess of a room <laughs> may, may i know which ones you have i have a dumbledore funko pop oh man somebody gave me a captain crunch oh. <laughs> there's a pop. captain crunch funko yeah there's yeah. a captain crunch one my friend gave it to you know what? me what what am i saying this is funko pop of course they have literally every yeah. franchise yeah literally 
everything. Um, and then my third one is uh, one of the birds of prey. It's a uh, huntress. I have huntress. Oh, huntress. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I think she's cool, even though I forget her name all the time. But I have her. <laughs> Just like in the movie. <laughs> she's cool. I think, yeah, I think those are the only three I have. I might have another one, but I don't think so. The thing I actually am really into is uh, keychains. So I started collecting keychains a few years ago. And at one point I had like maybe like 10 of them on my key ring. And it was like a mess trying to get into my house, trying to find my key and oh all my, my keychains. So eventually I just took them all off and I put them like in a spot together because they were getting kind of messed up. But basically, like I'll have friends go on trips and every time they go, I'm like, just bring me back a keychain from wherever you're going. I had a friend who brought me like a little replica of the Eiffel Tower. It lost a leg and was slowly breaking. So oh, that's when no. I was like, yeah, I can't I can't have all these keychains on my key ring if I want them to last. So I have them on this little like cork board with like pins. So they're just like hanging um, and I will like pick one to have on my key ring. So right now I have one from Las Vegas that I actually got for myself. But I have some from Puerto Rico, New Orleans, that one from Paris. I have uh, some from Italy, Greece. I think that's it right now. Girl, how many places have you been in? Well, they're not places that I've been. When I have friends that go to other places, I ask them to bring me keychains. This is still, that's crazy. Your friends get around, huh? Yeah, they do. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. And about how many do you think you have? say like more than 10 but less than 20 right now i feel like i was more into it before especially with the like the pandemic i i work from home now so i'm always at home so i don't really mm-hmm. see like my friends or my coworkers as much so when i was like going into the office and seeing these people all the time it was like oh i'm going on vacation this day or this day and, and if it's some place i haven't been i'm like okay bring me a keychain please <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm are you confident it's going to keep growing? Yeah. Yeah, I always buy myself a keychain when I go somewhere. I'm going to the Dominican Republic at the end of this month. So I'll oh, bring, back, what? bring a keychain for myself and other things. That's awesome. Let's just stop talking about our collections. As we also have some Instagram submissions that we asked you guys out there. And they were pretty interesting answers. So basically, we asked you people, why do you guys collect? And let's first start off with Emmanuel, actually. He said, plants. I love seeing uh, my plantita babies. I also pride myself in getting 90% for free. They also say, I love collecting items that make me think of my family. Clothes, yearly, and random objects. Plant cuttings to make more plant uh, babies. I see no end inside. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel. There's a theme. I feel that. It's just like I said, I see no end of my collection for pop. So I, I felt that like from the from the top of my heart. And also Little Pet Shop. Ever since I was a kid, those things are used to rats to let go. Well, what is that? Little Pet Shops. You guys know what they are? You, yeah, you don't know what Little Pet Shop toy. is? Nope. Yeah, it they're was... little toys, like pet, like literally tiny pets. They're like this big and they have like big like bubbles. I think they're smaller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they might be smaller, but they're they're tiny. They were big, all, like in 2013. 
Yeah, they were really big during the early 2010s. Uh, yeah. Not I, Just the other day, I saw them again. I'm pretty sure they're bringing them back, but they were really popular from like 2010 to 2015. And then after that, they kind of laid dormant. Because you realized why. <laughs> I think they were getting lost. What? They're so small. You're right. They come with tiny it. accessories. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. My sisters had a bunch of them. They had the whole yeah. little. They had the little pet shop. It's like it's a Barbie crazy. house. Wasn't it like a little building? Yeah, like a dollhouse, but it was a pet shop, and it like opens, and there was like a slide. It was it was pretty cool. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next uh, answers. So the next one here is someone said pigs. Uh, they apparently love pigs, so they collect plushes, keychains, uh, piggy banks, <laughs> mini statues, <laughs> blankets, mugs, and ornaments. They even go as far to say that they even bought a pig, and uh, now it's like a mini shrine in their room of baby pigs. So oh that's really God. cool. Is that an actual <laughs> living pig? I, or... It says right here, a, a pig. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. no. I'm sorry. If I see a pig bought it sorry i i misread that so they just lot they like pigs uh, short answer they hopefully, like pigs, pigs. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't see, hopefully they don't see me playing minecraft because you know anyway oh, no. <laughs> not only do they collect pigs but they also collect uh clown stuff they collect clown masks and dolls I kind of see the appeal, you know, some clown masks can have a really cool design, especially yeah. the dolls. You know, I think some some designs can be more cooler than creepy, uh, depending on how you see it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like sometimes the creepiness adds the appeal of certain in certain people's eyes. I can, I can see that. Yeah. It's like watching right. a horror movie, how some stuff you may find scary while other stuff, other people may find it cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or we could all collectively find it like dumb as Halloween, uh Halloween kills. Or scary. Ah, that that ah. movie was dumb. Yeah. All right, moving on to next answers. Jay says she collects stickers and squishmallows. Squishmallows are really popular right now. I know somebody that has like more than a hundred. Uh I have where one. do they put them? Uh uh, I've seen on TikTok they've put them on like uh shelves or also um like hammocks. They'll wow. hang like a little hammock, oh. um, like on the ceiling, like the corner ceiling of their bedroom, and they just have a bunch of them in there. Well, that's awesome. Well, it, they're multiplying. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, they're kind kind of pricey. So I'm like, these people must have money, because there's like this like little tiny one. There's like the one I have right now, um, and then there's like smaller ones than this, and then there's big giant huge ones that would probably take it... up the whole screen. But they're they're fun. They're cute. Anna Banana collects rocks at the beach, especially smooth colored rocks any size. I I like doing that too. Sometimes the shells too at the beach. That's yeah, a good they one. Look, they look pretty. Yeah, I mm -hmm. agree. Rocks are fun and they're free. <laughs> <laughs> I used to uh, okay, this is this is a weird story from my childhood. I used to paint rocks and into like with my mom, we would like go out when I was like very young, collect rocks like roundish we, we didn't take sharp ones just round ones and we would go home and we would paint them as minions <laughs> that's fun it was, that it was the thing i've ever done in my life and it's that like it's fun. just like you talking about the rocks really like huh you know i had a story about rocks painting them the yellow minions i wonder if anyone collects minions oh yeah brenda brenda collects a lot of things records toys 
art books, art, and uh, one year she collected her husband's belly button fuzz just oh, to see mean. how much fuzz. I mean, <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat, right? I'm about to say, yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah. I, I can see how that could be fun, I think, to see how much belly button fuzz you can acquire within, I don't know how much time. A year? A year or something. I, I don't get belly button fuzz, but some people do. do All, right, this... All right, moving on. The last one on the board <laughs> is sports cards. Uh, Alex says that he collects sports cards, which, yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I collect cards myself. Ball cards? No, Magic Gathering cards. But anyway... Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us, and it was interesting to hear from uh, your collection. I hope it keeps growing, and thank you. Let's hope it doesn't get as bad as ours. Oh yeah, no. If it doesn't, wow, okay. it <laughs> it's gonna become an addiction. <laughs> My God. All right. Well, thank you again for sticking with us. And next, uh, we have a interview with a uh, Dragon's Den shop, a uh, toy shop that I visit uh, every every now and then. I get a lot of my Funko Pops and. Uh, stick with us and listen to this interview and more. Introduce yourself and what is your role at the store? So my name is Andrew. Uh, most people just call me Gigi. Uh, I'm part owner of the store. I have two other partners with me. And, you know, we all have our specialties and tasks. Um, so we have two store locations and I primarily am at the Joliet location, managing that store. What is the ori origin of these stores? How do you guys made it happen? So we've been, you know, pretty much grinding online sales since 2018. And we, you know, we got a, you know, foundation of being able to sell online and e-commerce and working that out before we decided to, you know, do this venture of the brick and mortar and. So uh, we've been at it for pretty close to four years now. So. What type of collectibles do you guys sell and what is like the most popular that you guys see at the store? Uh, we sell everything from, you know, uh, action figures, toys, trading cards, Funko Pops, uh, anything collectible, video games. Uh, we, you know, have a pretty wide variety of stuff that we collect. Uh, for us, our most popular thing is the Funko Pops. We seem to you know that's what people seem to like the most and are most interested in i know you guys have a lot of experience like you said but uh how do you guys get the knowledge from all these collectibles is like is it like a source or just like um uh, i mean the internet you know it's a lot of it's just like looking at trends looking at you know the data looking at what's what people are interested in and i mean all of us have had a background in this, you know, industry. You know, a lot of us got started with trading cards. So, you know, we started with Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, and that's where we kind of built our skills in terms of being able to buy, sell, and trade items. But, yeah, it's a lot of it, you know, it's constant, you know. There's resources out there for people to see the prices of stuff and uh, know how to sell it, where to sell it. You know, a lot of it is just the process of, you know, getting stuff listed, getting stuff packed, getting stuff, you know, getting people in your doors with advertising. And it's an effort. Like I said, we all have our specialties. Some people are, you know, they're more inclined to do the marketing. You know, some people are better at the tech stuff, you know, so 
you need a team, and um, but the knowledge is out there. It's, it's just about honing your craft, and um, you know you're gonna make some mistakes, but you know as long as you keep building on your skills, you should be able to, you know, find some sort of niche that you're able to to do well. How do you guys get all this stuff? Uh, we have distributor. We, you know, a lot of people just be bringing in collections. It's kind of our what our one of our services is is, you know, a lot of people they collect the stuff for a certain amount of time and they either want new stuff or they want you know life happens. Some people need money or some people need you know pay bills. So you know they bring their stuff to us and we give them a competitive market value for you know what how much their stuff is. I mean, we look at how much we're going to be able to make and, you know, find that common ground where we both can, you know, eat off of that uh, transaction. So. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you have another store at uh, Juliet. And uh, how do you guys uh, figure out how to distribute all the stuff from both stores? The Willow Springs locations are primary, like, hub. Uh, so all our distribution comes through here and so we kind of like you know when we get shipments in we separate them for the two stores um but a lot of it is just like what people bring in also because in joliet you know we have people bringing stuff to us there as well uh so it's i mean it's it's a constant back and forth we'd be moving stuff between the two stores if something's not selling here we'll put it over in Joliet and vice versa but that's basically it and one one fun question from all your time collecting or, or even having the store what has been like the craziest piece you've seen or probably like most valuable or like the, the rarest that I've seen or that we've had because um, I've seen some really crazy pieces come in but um, probably our craziest piece that we've had is the uh, the Beatles four pack, either the Beatles four pack or the uh, Penguin Metallic Chase. They're both around like the fifteen, the two thousand dollar range. So. Jesus. All right. Uh, any comics do you want to say, or you want to invite your people to come to your store? Any event, coming events you guys know about? Yeah. So we're actually having an event uh, in Willow Springs, uh, April sixteenth, the day before uh, Easter. And it's going to be like a little swap, little uh, flea market outside our location here in our courtyard where there's going to be vendors and they're going to be, you know, selling stuff. So it's going to be a good time. Um, any other comments? Um, I mean, just, you know, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, check out our website, dragonsdenshop.com. Uh, we got a bunch of cool stuff up there. And, you know, send us a message if you're interested in anything. And about it. All right, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.
You're listening to What's Up on WOPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lopen Radio, live from our little capes, which are our houses. And uh, remember, I'm your host, Brian. Jeremiah. And Angel. And okay, why don't we use uh, continue our gig field conversations by talking about our favorite pieces? And I think I want to start because it's kind of a hard answer, but hard and easy at the same time. Uh, from all my Funko Pops that I collect, I have this uh, black light uh, pop that is Venom. It's, it's it's a beautiful pop. I love the detail on it. And it actually, I was really lucky to find it for regular price because people were selling it for like $70 plus dollars, and I found it for like the $20 regular price. And it came with a shirt that is also a black light. So it look, looks really nice. And I also have my uh, Kaguya uh, Funko Pop from Naruto. It's, it's probably one of my uh, valuable ones as well. It's, it's crazy. And another one that I really love is from Naruto as well. Um, I got Jiraiya and the Toad. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful pop. Uh, I got it. I recently caught it in a restock, and that would have been one of the my topic talks for the ones that I regret not buying it because back when it first came out I saw it when it came out and I was just like I could just buy it later and little did I know it was a really popular piece that it was going to be hard to get well what about you and Jeremiah oh me okay yes. uh well due to our time I can only talk about three pieces but I would also talk about many uh first one I would mention is of course the one I always talk about my berserk statue uh, statue based on the manga berserk it is the guts one fourth scale statue it was hand painted uh hand carved and just two and a half feet tall i'm staring at it right now and i just can't stop looking at it uh <laughs> it was extremely it was extremely expensive and then on top of that uh it shipped during the pandemic uh overseas so uh, it took a long time. My, anticipa my anticipation killed me, uh, but it's limited to 1,000. And I just, everyone who knows me knows that I talk about it because I just, I always, <laughs> it's really personal to me and I just love having it. On top of the statue, I also have a, another Berserk piece. It is the one six scaled Guts Berserker armor figure. Now there's oh, two versions. One? Jesus. Yes, it's not a statue, it's a figure. Uh, there's two versions. There's the regular version, and then there's the limited to 1,800 uh, bloody version, which has hand-painted blood effects. Uh, it was only sold during at uh, conventions in Asia, but they did have 150 pieces available in America, which is how I was able to get mine. Because it's so limited and expensive, I'm scared of like posing it and using it but uh that's one of my favorites as well i i kind of like it more than the statue somewhat because i'm actually able to hold it in my hands uh as opposed to the figure uh, to the statue which is just so massive and then uh lastly uh is a, a, a funko pop this time it is the aku and samurai jack two pack it is a fall convention i believe it was limited to new york comic-con back in 2019 mm -hmm. uh, i was able pick it up for retail price and i love samurai jack it's one of my favorite shows but what made it even more uh special to me is that i got it signed by the creator of samurai jack uh jendy tarvakoski so uh it's that definitely is, up there so just lucky. 
<laughs> yeah, so the Funko Pops themselves are really nice, but I just think that added signature just adds more to the piece. So yeah, those those are my three favorites that I always mention. Man, I don't think I don't think my collection can compete against that at all. <laughs> well, for me, there's I I want to say yeah, there's three specific favorites that I have. Um, the first one I got was uh the first favorite ever of mine was Marvel Legends uh Superior Spider Man. It was really just really cool. The shoulder articulation was a little weird, and I had to get used to it. But it was just a great figure overall, and I loved the like he seems so. I, w- I don't want to say charismatic, but just so cool looking that he looks like he could, like take on anyone in a room. This is a figure, by the way. My second favorite would be the Genji Figma that I got, I don't know, some years ago. It's pretty good. The swords are nice. And you can just pose in so many different ways. Figma is amazing, especially like the articulation. And then my last favorite, it's the most recent one I got, Gogeta. I had recently watched the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Oh, man. And I just saw Gogeta, like, flexing his just very existence yes. on Broly. And it was just, I would like to hold him in my hand. <laughs> he's amazing. And what's great is that he's a fusion of two of the best characters. Yeah. And he's so cool. Oh, my God. Anyway, so those are my three favorites. Uh, it's a Gogeta. Like, they got the coat and everything. Oh, man. The, the, oh, that's the vest. awesome. That what? that vest with the with the collar and the sleeves that's amazing. Oh man, I bet it was. I bet it's amazing. It's it's like I don't know if you know, but he he initially came out in Dragon Ball GT, and he 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 was just as, as OP as in the movie. That's it's one of he's he's the best. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like in GT, he was Super Saiyan Four. I yeah. don't like that they changed his hair red. I feel like they should have cut it black. But overall, I liked his design. He just looks. Yeah awesome like he played omega shenron but yeah. we're getting off topic this is this, that this is a conversation for an anime show yeah. <laughs> yeah man and well this is a question that you guys might think about a lot but also it's most directed to angel what would someone have to offer you to get your favorite pieces cost wise double the price i'm not because sh- like i wouldn't even want to get rid of them specifically I just imagine someone like- comes up to you be like yo I'll give you this amount. And you're like, no. <laughs> I, I think the only thing that I would give my statue away for is that there's an even bigger statue of the same character. But uh, <laughs> oh there God. is so the one I have is a quarter scale and there's a one third scale one that is three feet tall as opposed to two and a half feet tall. Uh, I three think if someone were to, three feet tall. Yes. Uh, if someone were to offer me that in exchange for my statue, that would be the only uh, thing. Even if it was money, I would say no. Just the statue specifically. No money. It's, it's like at that point, uh, it's like if they, if they offer you the three-foot one, it's like, bro, what are you doing? Are you an idiot? This is a smaller <laughs> version of that. Yes, give me, but you're dumb. Oh, my God. And uh, as opposed to my other two, uh, the figure and the Funko Pops, uh, I'll keep them. N- n- no cost. They're uh, they're really special, especially this autographed one. Yeah. Uh, there's no price to them. So what, what about you, Brian? I know there's so many Funkos. What would someone, how, how much would someone have to pay for all those Funkos? For all my Funkos? Or all just my favorite yes. ones? Even, really? Uh, well, your favorite, your favorites. My favorites will... If I got to separate my favorites, that's probably like like two thousand dollars. But still, like they hold a special place in my heart because like some of them are like really old. 
that just reminded me of, like the good old times when I used to be young and pretty, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's they 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 hold a lot of nostalgia. So, I mean, I'm, and I might not be as much as someone who had to offer for you gods, but still, like, they will have to give me a really good uh, amount, probably like three thousand. Because yeah, nah, nah, nah. Uh, that would be way more than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say three thousand for all your funkos. I'm nah. like, okay, buddy. <laughs> we'll talk about values in a bit. What about you, Jeremiah? Let me find out how much you, you want me to pay you for that Gogeta. <clears throat> Is that a challenge? <laughs> Never for real. What what will have what will someone have to offer you? No, well, um, they're not for sale. I guess my Genji one. If they were to give me a newer version of the Genji one, then yes. Hmm. That's literally the only reason why I would I would trade the Genji. If they give me a newer version of it, then yeah, sure. But that's sure. it. You can't, you can't, you can't buy my Gogeta, and you can't buy my Spider-Man. <laughs> Especially not my Spider-Man, because it's got like, uh, it's got certain like, it, it's old and has like a, a a scratch on shoulder. But I like to think of it that's a, that's a battle scar for when he's fighting other other oh, figures. I respect that. That's that's yeah. That's awesome so that one, that one, that one. I'm I'm keeping because this is my superior Spider-Man. He's got the scar on his on his back shoulder. It's yeah. pretty good. All right. You guys know what time it is? Of course. What time is it? Uh, it chin, is chin, chin. trivia time. We're oh. going to test our knowledge Damn. right now and see to, to see if you guys are geeky enough to know your stuff. Oh, God. Who's going to go first? Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to ask you, Jeremiah. No. If you, if you, just like no, Brian, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me, man. You've read the manga. Please spare me. Spare me. Yeah, I'm gonna spare you. I'm gonna spare you. Just, just be ready, okay? Okay. So, just for context, we're gonna ask each other a few questions about anything that we like, and we're we're trying to see if their their knowledge is actually accurate to to what they what they what they presume to know. Okay. So, Jeremiah, first question. First question. Attack on Titan. Let's let's just start it easy, okay? Easy, he says, with Attack on Titan. You just tell me from like all the seasons that've been out. Can you name me all the the battle titans, all the all the titans, the special titans that have been shown? The nine titans from the. Uh... Okay, so there's the attack titan, which is Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the female titan, which was Annie. Uh, the colossal titan, which was Bear Pulse, but now it's Armin. Mm-hmm. The armor titan. Uh, there's the jaw titan. It got it got switched from Ymir to. Uh, Galliard, I think. But who was and... before Ymir? What? Who was before Ymir? <gasps> you don't I know. Don't, wait, wait, there was someone before Ymir? Oh my god. Yes, the the season four beginning. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, no, no. Uh, it's, it's that kid. It's, no, I know who it is. It's that kid. It's that kid who uh, was with, uh, it was Galliard's older brother. That yes. was the jaw titan before Ymir. Yes. That's, that's, yes. I got it. I got it. She was a titan, then she yeah. became, got it. Anyway, so the Jaw Titan after that. Uh, what's next? The Warhammer Titan. I think mm-hmm. the coolest one because uh, it could just make weapons. It has the coolest design. What else? Uh, there was the Cart Titan, correct? Yes. All that right. should be good. Uh, and that's it? Yeah. I feel like I'm missing one. What about the Founding Titan? The Founding Titan. Oh, well, he was the founder, so there's more. That was the origin from all uh, those. Mm-hmm. I... All right, next question. All right. 
One Punch Man. From oh, both boy. seasons that have been out so far, what are the characters that know Saitama's uh, true strength? Well, isn't it Genos and freaking King? Who else? You said two characters. No, from all like all the characters I know. So they the, know the... that he is the strongest. Yeah. They like know from all the strength. heroes. Yeah. yeah it's okay. it's like just Genos and King. I want I want to say Blizzard like a uh, Blizzard like but um yes that's but like like she knows but she doesn't believe it like she still believes that he's class B but she so saw she's it. wondering how how the hell he got this strong uh there's also Sonic Sonic knows how strong he is mm -hmm. uh Genos almost saw how strong he is but he, he forgot he forgot it um, who else who else? Who, else, who else who else I actually forgot the name of the last one but let's see if you remember there's one more isn't it the scientist dude no 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 we're talking about heroes the, we're talking about heroes about, right now oh heroes heroes uh damn what was his last one one he knows Saitama's strength 10 seconds moving rider moving rider nope right nope damn it 10 seconds Seven, nine eight all right tell me I forgot. You don't know? Oh, Garo's uh, master. Bang! Bang! I see. You almost got it, man. Damn. Uh, last, last question. And then this is the most important one. And it's crucial. There's actually no right or wrong answer. Who is the best waifu ever? Uh... Ah! Okay. Got 10 seconds just to answer, man. Come on, come on. They're all great. Except except uh Ichigo. Ichigo from Darling the France, except Ichigo. Everyone except Ichigo. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, there might be a few exceptions. Moving on. Who's next? Uh I'll go next. I'll ask Angel. Hello. Alright, so Angel, you call yourself a master of berserk. Or no, not a master. Just I'm a enthusiast. I would say that's the best way to describe. All right. So okay, the last question will be the hardest. Let me ask you this: Weapons does Guts have at his disposal for killing demons? So during the Black Swordsman arc, he uses a Dragon Slayer, and then he also has knives uh, uh, strapped around his armor. He also has throwing knife, sorry, and then he also has a big knife on his pocket, and then he has uh, these little smoke bombs. And then during the Falcon of the Millennium Empire arc, he obtains the Berserker armor. Jesus, you went. To and, oh, and then he also, and then <laughs> I, I forgot, but I forgot uh, the most famous one: his his fake arm, the iron arm. Yeah. Which has a you know, oh, yeah. he can change it to a crossbow, and then uh, he can also have it's also a cannon. Ooh. So yeah. I, yes, yep. those are all his weapons. I have a guidebook which explains his entire artillery. Wow! All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> same question. Okay. Starting in volume three, the manga goes into a flashback, ten volumes, and shows how he became a black swordsman. What is peculiar about Guts's birth? Uh, the thing about Guts' birth is that 
he doesn't really have parents. He was born under uh, his mom died from his birth. I, I can't really say because I'm. Uh, it's not really appropriate for air, but uh, it's really unique. He really doesn't have any parents. He was raised by a mercenary family, and he was born underneath a tree. Uh, that's all I can say. That would be appropriate. Yeah. No. No. You're right. You're right. He was born from like a, a dead body, right? Yeah. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Uh, last question. When did the manga mangaka Kentaro Miura uh, begin working on Berserk? Uh, Berserk was published in 1989. Uh, I know there's a prototype, a 48 page prototype he debated in college. Unfortunately, I do not know when he debated that. It might have been the year before. But Berserk began serialization in 1989 all the way until last year where the supposed final chapter, we're not sure, uh, came out, chapter 364. So I want to say in 1989, uh, it started. Jesus Christ. How do you know all yeah, this stuff? Yeah, it's been going on for a while and rest in peace with manga. Yeah, rest yes. in peace, Kentaro Mirror. Uh, I know this stuff because I, I really like Berserk. It's really special to me and just I'm really invested in it. And that's the cool thing about getting into collecting. You also learn about a, a lot of fun facts and trivia. Yeah, you just learn about the franchise you're collecting from, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. All right. All right. Well, next? Brian, I got some questions oh. for you based on oh. Naruto. Oh. Uh, so, yes. Are you a Naruto uh, enthusiast? As Would you describe yourself as that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh First one's pretty simple. Uh, what is the name of Naruto's team uh, at the team beginning seven. of the series? Team Seven. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I only have two questions, unfortunately, because I'm not sh- too sure about Naruto. Um, all right, all but right. what is the name? Kakashi is the master of what eye? You know, he has a fake eye. Do you know yeah. the name of that eye? The Sharingan. I would. Sure. Do you know the full name? Oh, he's master of copying jutsus, or what you mean? Yeah, like uh, it. You said Sherigan, right? Sherigan, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah, it's the Sherigan Mirror World Eye. Oh. Okay. And then, do you do you know where the name Naruto comes from? Uh, it's from a dish that uh Jiraiya was eating. It's it's a dish that it, it's a uh, an ingredient that they put in uh in a ramen. Uh, I don't know how to describe the the little thing, but yeah, that's where it originally from. It, it comes from a, a, a bowl, a, a dish, a dinner course, a basically, yeah. yes. I'm not, I'm not a Naruto expert, so <laughs> I, I look these up for background information. Hey, I passed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the last conversation. Uh, I'm just going to talk about our valuable pieces and what makes a piece valuable. Uh, and for me, Funko Pops differ a lot. And, but one of the things that makes them valuable are, and it might sound kind of dumb, but are the stickers and the boxes. Some stickers are more valuable than others, especially because of the limited editions that you can get. And some people are willing to pay more for the same pop with a different sticker than others, which I kind of sucks in my opinion. <laughs> uh, I also wonder, uh, 
what's it called when they're exclusive to other like events that makes them a little bit valuable because that's the only place where you're gonna get them or the only time you're gonna get them so that's that's for me my intake on on the value there's probably more a lot more but that's mostly what it's based on so like what would you say is the most valuable like not necessarily your favorite but valuable Funko Pops that you have what's a sticker oh with a sticker I have this um this Kaguya from Naruto it's it's kind of debatable too because it has the the new um the fall 2020 convention sticker but if someone has the New York uh, Comic Con sticker, that's way more valuable than mine. So oh, yeah. That's that's why the first according according to the app, that's kind of like hundred plus. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Jeremiah, what are some of the most valuable pieces that you have? Um. Well, regarding valuable pieces, uh, we're talking about most expensive. Like valuable to me, I just value my entire collection. But if talking about most expensive, um, yeah, I guess it just has to be my Lego sets because they cost over hundred. Oh, oh well, I, I'm a big Lego fan. I gotta ask, which Lego sets? What theme? The creator sets, the giant buildings. Oh, the oh, okay, those. Oh my god, those are so nice. I respect. Yeah, those. the interiors those are amazing. Lego. All right, and lastly, Angel. Oh man. Um. Well, I'm very sorry uh, for Brian to this because I know he mentioned that he wanted this one. Oh, but one of the more co- valuable Funko Pops I have is the Nedjuri Hado Funko I Pop. I knew it. <laughs> oh, <cur. laughs> I, yeah, it's not it's not really my favorite because I'm not that big of a fan of my hero, but um, definitely valuable up there. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, like the, some of the most valuable stuff I have, I even have it right here with me, but uh, the listeners can't see. I have a base set Charizard. Uh, I have I used to collect Pokemon cards. Oh my god! Uh, so I have, and then this one time, my mom went to a thrift store and they had an old binder full of po- Pokemon cards, and they had a lot of base set Hollow cards. Oh, there's no. Uh, way. So, yeah, no. So it was already valuable back then. This was like five years ago, but mm-hmm. especially because of the Pokemon uh, popularity uh, during the past like two years, I want to say, just the price of base set hollows has gone up significantly. And honestly, I'm yes. I'm scared on whether or not I should just sell them now or just save them later <laughs> on. But it's, yeah, it's, I have over... It's a gamble, I know. It's a yeah, but I have over fifteen base set hollows with the Charizard holographic being probably the most valuable thing that I have. Dude, that that's plenty. <laughs> nice. I'll say. <laughs> I just gotta say thank you guys for sticking up for the show. Uh, I want to say thank you for Stefania as well. Um, it's been a pleasure to just talk about geek stuff. Something I usually don't get to talk to with a lot of people because not everyone are collectors and yeah. It's, it's, I, I just got like some weight out of my chest because I really wanted to get this out of the way. <laughs> and uh, just one quick, uh, one quick shout out to Dragon Shit, uh, Dragon's Den Shop for letting me interviewing them. If you guys are interested in their events, they have one coming on April 16th and they're, they're going to have one each month. And if you guys follow them on Instagram at, at Dragon's Den Shop, you guys will find out more about it. And well, that was it for me. Uh, my name is Brian. My name is Jeremiah. My name is Angel. And 
Remember, you guys are listening to WLPNOP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, live from the comfort of our homes. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. That's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No! And y'all, who let her back in? <laughs> and that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard. Heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that.
Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up? Did you guys enjoy that? And now it's time for Music Jams. What's up? Thank you for tuning in to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 Lupin Radio. You're about to hear a very interesting music jams. My name is Jeremiah and in this segment I'm going to be playing songs that I want to bet you haven't heard before or at the very least are not as mainstream on the radio. I'm sure we all have songs that we deem are underrated or are just sick of the same repeat songs played on the radio. Well today I'm going to be playing my songs that I think deserve more recognition than they have. The first song is called Ship in a Bottle by Finn Argus. I like this song because on surface level, it seems like a simple song about a ship at sea, but underneath the surface, pun intended, it conveys a deeper message about emotions and bottled up feelings. Pun not intended. can fit everything you know in a bottle for you to show pick your brain apart and put it in and build it again with needles and pins everything you have learned is a shit with blue waves crashing into it but nothing can touch your happy thoughts anymore with your glass ceiling walls and floor sailing on a ship in a bottle anchor all your thoughts to the bottom and pulling your head back to see what is breaking the foremast you set sail alone there is no crew no one on the deck who can help you this is all your own battle to win this is your ship and you are the captain oh captain let's make a deal where we both say the things that we both really feel i feel scared and i'm starting to sink and i only sink deeper than Enter your eyes From when you cry Into the sky Ocean waters rising above your neck mm, You feel the glass Start to crack Sailing on a ship in a bottle of water 
Tears leaking through holes in the bottom Flying flags of ships that have long since sat at the floor of the sea But in defense you set sail alone There is no crew, no one on the deck who can help you This is all your own battle to win This is your ship and you are the captain Oh captain, let's make a deal where we both say the things that we both really feel I feel scared and I'm starting to sink And I only sink deeper, the deeper I think Oh captain, make up your mind before the salt burns your eyes And you run out of time Cause you're popping the cork, you'll get lost in your brain And you'll lose touch with all the things that made you feel safe This next song is called Desire, single edit by Bob Moses and ZHU. I like this song because it's a bop for sure, but also because when I was listening to the song, I heard a message describing toxic relationships and unhealthy ones, which I really connected to. Did I mention it's a bop? Falling in a focus I was 
This next song is called Over For You by Rustage featuring Jonald. I chose this song because it is a part of a genre of music that is not covered that much in the media. It is a style of music called Nerdcore, which is, I looked it up, a style of music characterized by subject of interest for nerds. Case in point, this song is about an anime character, a Hashira named Kyojuro Rengoku. Hope you enjoy it. Flame breath, pause and afraid when you're facing death. Thoughts of your brain like a game of chess. Hold a course through my veins and I break a sweat. Say less, walk with your pain on the razor's edge. War never changed, we raise our heads and we talk with the grave and we're laid to rest. Better take your seats and back down. If you're not here to play with beasts, I stand proud so you know that you're safe with me. My bravery is forged with a blazing heat. The duty of the strongest to save the weaker through me. They are bonded, the flames that speak, so make a piece of drawn with my blade and sheath. I aim to please the best when I take the lead. I do not care about egos, I kill at murder, she wrote yeah. I seen them flying heat though, cut through a body heat stroke I do it all like a Chico, set every goal and I meet those And they won't know where my pee goes I put my heart into battle, the king of the jungle I'm leaving them deep Even in my darkest hour I will still have a heart of gold And don't you take me for a coward I will stand strong till my soul goes cold And you good enough to kill me like that No, no Seeking a demon in an inverse No, no In your body, I was not built on a pot full of folly. Scorching my marks, so they have not forgot me. The blade in itself, like it's Jar of a crumbie. Paving my way for the path has been rocky. When I'm determined, nobody can stop me. Pride in myself, I don't care if it's lonely, cause I'll be the brother they look to and copy. Burning heart, my life, the survivor. Surging fast, the eyes of the tiger. Thermal blast inside of my fibers. Work of fire, right to like fires. Make a stand and fight when time's dire. Blade in hand, I strike like like wires. Face the facts, the time to lie tired. Fate to black, I die, but not quiet. The spark inside won't ever fade. I raise the sun like raw. My passion permeates my fate, a blessing from the stars. I leave a Legacy and wait to see what comes to pass. Yeah. I raise my sword so I can make him proud. I've done my part. get to know our final resting place I put my soul into protecting those with lesser fates, I'm working hard so that the sun can set on better days I grip the hand already, I would never think to hesitate, I lit a candle in the dark so I can light the way I bring a force with me that's greater than a tidal wave, backing down is not an option when this life's a stake I'll set the world ablaze because I'm never gonna die in vain have a still, have a heart of gold And don't you take me for a coward Have a stand strong till my soul goes cold And you good enough to kill me like that No, no Seeking a demon in an inverse No, no
This next song is called Lost Chapter by Pentakill. I heard this song through a game called League of Legends. The company that owned League of Legends, Riot Games, wanted to promote their game in a new way. What way you may ask? Just make your own metal band with really good music. It's that simple.
This next song is called Everblue by Omoino Take. I chose this song due to how it makes me feel, as well as the source material it comes from. This song is from the anime Blue Period, which is about a boy who finds his life's passion through painting. This makes me feel soothing and calm with bits of a hopeful joy in it, as if life will slowly get better. Hope you enjoy!
finally, our last song is called Drama Turkey by Eve. This song I have a connection with due to the fact that the first time I heard it was when I was playing a new rhythm game for the first time called Groove Coaster. I just loved the way I could play a song. Hitting notes, punching buttons, swiping dials, it just felt amazing. Ever since, I've held my A score and am trying for the yes.
Well, that's all, folks. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio. My name is Jeremiah. I appreciate your time, and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. What's up? My name is Angel, and welcome to Music Jams on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio. In this segment, you will listen to a wide variety of music. From electronic music coming from video games to modern indie pop rock, you are guaranteed to find something new today from a unique playlist. To start us off today, think of a pink sky, palm trees, synthetic music, and driving in a sleek car. All of these can be used to describe the 1980s Miami, aka Vaporwave, aesthetic, one of my personal favorites. Popularized by the TV show Miami Vice, this aesthetic has become popular in recent years due to media such as my personal favorite film of all time, Drive, starring Ryan Gosling, and also the Hotline Miami video game series, another personal favorite of mine. Speaking of Hotline Miami, here's one song from the video game, called Miami by Jasper Brine.
How was that? Pretty odd to start us off, but Miami is one of my favorite songs of all time, so I knew I had to play it. For our next song, a bit of a background information. Before becoming a massive, influential songwriter and singer, Joji, real name George K. Miller, originally rose to internet fame by his online alias, Filthy Frank. Years ago, wearing a pink suit and getting into weird shenanigans, George resonated with the teenage audience with his crude humor and over-the-top skits. However, he would eventually put down the pink suit and internet personality over concerns for his health and wanting to pursue something quote-unquote different. Now, R&B songwriter Joji has made his mark on the industry with his music focused on relationships and being in love, which resonates with millions of listeners all over the world. Here's one of his most popular hits, Can't Get Over You. And that was Can't Get Over You by Joji. If you like that, be sure to check out his other songs such as Gimme Love or World Star Money. If you want to have a good laugh or two, maybe check out his skits as Pink Guy, which can be found on YouTube. I think it makes for an interesting comparison to see how he transitions to the energetic persona of Pink Guy to the calm, lovesick songs as Joji. This next song comes from a video game called Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, or MGR for short which is an action-adventure game that was released all the way back in 2013. I could be here all day to talk about not only the music from NGR, but the gameplay, story, and everything else as well, as it's such a fantastic game. It even has an interesting development story that spans over 5 years, but that's for another time. All I can do for now is play one song from the game, titled It Has To Be This Way, by Jamie Christopherson.
And that was It Has To Be This Way by Jamie Christopherson. There are a lot of great edits, analysis videos, and even memes out there on the internet focusing on this particular song. So I highly recommend that you check it out if you find this song great. Recommended by my buddy Cruz. So shout out to him. Does anyone remember MySpace? Maybe not. Well, Miniature Tigers, like many other famous bands we see today, first started to gain traction back in the mid-2000s by uploading their music to MySpace. Originally formed from Phoenix, Arizona back in 2008, the band of four has specialized in making indie pop and rock music for years, and are most commonly found going on tour almost every year. The most popular song, Like or Like Like, has nearly 50 million streams on Spotify. Today, we'll be listening to one of the band's many hidden gems, here, It's Easy As All That by Miniature Tigers.
Yes, yeah, all that by Miniature Tigers. You know, looking at my playlist, I seem to have multiple lovesick songs, which is uh, a bit concerning, but it's whatever. This upcoming song you probably know, and for good reasons. The Strokes have been around since 1998 and are largely popular in the rock and roll genre. Their new song, The Adults Are Talking, just released alongside an album in 2020. Though the song is relatively new, it has nearly 130 million streams on Spotify. So without further ado, here's The Adults Are Talking by The Strokes. Shame us, 
And that was The Adults Are Talking by The Strokes. Now, to wrap us up for today, I thought of many songs that acted as a closer. There were so many choices, from Virtus Quo by Daft Punk to Dust by Moon. <coughs> I'm mentioning these for a reason, you should listen to them. But it was difficult to pin it down to just one song. In the end, we end today with Night Call by Kandinsky. When hearing this, you'll probably get the same vibes as the first song we played earlier today, Miami. And that's because Night Call, and the movie it originates from titled Drive, which I mentioned previously, actually served as the biggest inspiration for composer Jasper Bryan. So to end this off today, here is Night Call by Kavinsky.
and with Nightcall over, we have reached the end of our broadcast. There was definitely a wide variety of different music played. In the end, I hope you listened to something you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening, and have a good day. And that's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No! And y'all, who let her back in? (laughs) And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard, heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up? What's up?